This is The Gathering Church in Windsor, Ontario, and I'm Pastor Garth Lino. Welcome to our podcast. Twenty-five years as a bachelor did very little to prepare me for the delivery room. Patty and I welcomed our firstborn into the world in 1983, but honestly, it feels like it was yesterday. In preparation for his birth, we went to all the doctor's appointments, we registered for the Lamaze class, we decorated our tiny little apartment to get ready for a new tenant, and we prayed for God's help and God's strength. Nine months of waiting at home, 17,000 hours in labor, and we were still not fully prepared for the miracle of meeting our son. I think Patty and I will think back on those days as some of the most spiritual days of our lives. I mean, witnessing the live birth of your firstborn child, that's a miracle. Leaning on God for day-to-day provision, trusting Jesus to teach us how to be parents, deeply, intensely spiritual days. Minute by minute, we were understanding more and more of what God the Father did when He gave us new life. When He breathed His Spirit into us and brought us to life and made us new creations through faith in Jesus Christ. And God could have used countless pictures, countless other pictures to illustrate this divine miracle of regeneration, but He chose the birth of a baby. He he used the illustration of, of birth to give meaning and significance to the divine miracle of regeneration. Would you open your Bible with me this morning to, or your Bible app, to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. John is the fourth uh, Jesus book, the fourth gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We're going to have a look at uh, the first 18 verses of John chapter 3 this morning. Let me read these verses for you. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, Well, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we've seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I've told you earthly things that you, and you do not believe, 
How can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And we'll stop there. So Jesus said, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless a person is born again, they cannot receive eternal life. So he's using the picture of giving birth to a baby. Regeneration is this fancy theological word for being born again in the language of John chapter 3. Regeneration is the secret act of God in which he imparts new spiritual life to us. That's what it is. And while newborn babies may not be able to teach us anything or do anything for themselves, they in fact teach us an enormous amount about regeneration just by the very nature of being newborns. For example, newborns do not give birth to themselves. Now, isn't, that's pretty obvious, right? And all the moms are going, no kidding. <laughs> Newborns do not give birth to themselves. Anybody here give birth to themselves? No. Anybody know anybody who's ever given birth to themselves? No, of course not. Don't be ridiculous. Newborns do not give birth, birth to themselves. And by the same token, regeneration is totally a work of God. In some elements of the process of redemption, we do play a role, like conversion and sanctification, and we'll be talking about those words, those God words, in weeks ahead. We'll explain more about that in the weeks to come. But in the work of regeneration, we play no active role at all. None. Regeneration is totally, entirely, thoroughly, and utterly a work of God. And John gives illustration to that in John chapter 1, verses 12 and 13, where he says, But to all who did receive Jesus, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born, here it is, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So children who are born of God are children, who, children of God are those who are born of God. The human will has absolutely nothing to contribute at this point. Our human will has nothing to do with it prior to the new birth or at the moment that the new birth occurs. A newborn baby does not will herself to life, does she? Absolutely not. She has nothing to say about it. <laughs> she doesn't exert any will. Nor does a man who is, who is absolutely spiritually dead in his trespasses and sin, he has no ability whatsoever to give birth to himself. It's the gift of God. That's what Ephesians 2, 8, 9 is all about. 
Well, here's another lesson from the nursery. Newborns never stop eating. First-time parents find it hard to believe that this six-pound chunk of flesh can eat so much and so often. Every couple hours. You're going to have that again, Brandy, in no time. May the Lord be with you. It seems like newborns never stop eating. And the spiritual reality is similar. Regeneration creates persistent spiritual hunger. Newborn Christians have an appetite for the Word of God. They want to learn what, what, uh, uh, what they've been missing. They want to learn about God. The Apostle Peter exhorts the readers of his letter in this regard. He says in 1 Peter 2.2, 2, Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. So he's exhorting them. To, to long for this spiritual milk. But because of the fact that and the miracle of regeneration, they're already hungry. They're newborns. They're, they're hungry and for the Word of God. They're thirsty for righteousness. They want to understand what this new life is all about. They want to breathe the air that God gives and they want to serve. And they, they, they just want what God wants. Typically, when you take your newborn to the doctor, the doctor generally starts by asking just a couple of simple questions. How's he sleeping? Right? And how's she eating? They always ask about how a baby is eating because a a hungry baby is generally a sign of a healthy baby. When someone is regenerated by the Spirit of God, when they're born again by the will of God, they become relentlessly hungry for the Word of God. They're authentically desirous to know the Word of God. They're stubbornly hungry for the Word of God, and they will not be satisfied unless we feed them the Word of God systematically and methodically and regularly and and persistently. We need to keep feeding people the Word of God. A born-again Christian has tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And she, she simply will not be satisfied with a little nibble here or there. Someone who has an authentic experience of the Holy Spirit, someone who has an, ex, a, 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 an authentic experience of being born again by the Spirit of God through faith in Jesus Christ, will spend time soaking in the Word. They'll spend time learning the Word so that they become satisfied in Jesus and satisfied with Jesus in such a way that all the power of other distractions and the power of temptation can be broken by God Himself. Newborn babies aren't able to stay awake for very long or do anything for themselves. But they sure do teach us a lot about this miracle of regeneration, being born again. For example, newborns do not give birth to themselves. We said that. Secondly, newborns never stop eating. And third, newborns change rapidly. Oh, I was just looking at some photos the other day of my baby granddaughters. And you know when you put those pictures side by side in chronological order, it just, it's mind-blowing. Because they, they change from month to month. Oh, yay, 
from week to week. They look totally different at that age. Newborns change rapidly, and the corresponding spiritual truth is that regeneration triggers dynamic life change. By dynamic, I mean it's, 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 con it's in motion, it's constantly moving and, and, and leading to life change. Regeneration triggers that process and it keeps on going. When Paul spoke to Lydia in Acts chapter 16, the Bible says the Lord opened her heart. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul, Acts 16, 14. An open heart to the things of God really is a, is a result of regeneration. It's God who does this. He opens our hearts and he applies this great grace of Jesus. And then beyond that, beyond the miracle of an open heart, we see all kinds of results of regeneration. 1 John 3, 9, no one born of God makes a practice of sinning for God's seed abides in him and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. could say so much about this verse, but it, it does not mean that a believer will have a perfect life, but only that the pattern of life will not be one of continuing indulgence in sin. Will he or she make mistakes? Yes. Will he or she sin after they're regenerated, after they're born again? Yes, they will. But the pattern of life is not characterized any longer by habitual sin. That's what this means. So the pattern of habitual sin is broken. And there's power available to live a, a clean and holy life. Another, another specific result of regeneration is Christ-like love. I agree, Jamie. I love you too, sweetheart. 1 John 4, 7. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. It's kind of, it's a fruit of regeneration. Another effect is overcoming the world. 1 John 5, 3 and 4. His commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who's been born of God overcomes the world. Regeneration gives us the ability to overcome the pressures and the, the temptations of the world that would otherwise keep us from obeying God's commandment and living in victory. And he goes on to explain that the, the process through which we gain victory over the world is this idea of continuing in faith, walking in faith day by day, 1 John 5, 4. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. And, you know, we could keep going. There are so many results of being born again, so many results of regeneration, not the least of which is the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5 22 and 23, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, uh, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law because this, this is what God wants for us. One author has said, new birth is not a vague spiritual change disconnected from history. It's an objective historical act of the, of the Spirit of God connecting us by faith to the historical incarnate Jesus uh, so that the life that he has now as the risen, resurrected, and reigning king is our life. 
because we are united to Him by faith. Praise God. His life is my life. His life is your life because you are united to Him by faith that began on that day when you were regenerated by the Spirit of God. Your new birth in Christ, your regeneration is as real as the day that you were delivered from your mother's womb. Whether that was here in Canada, in Romania, or in China, this spiritual rebirth, this regeneration is just as real as coming out of your mother's womb. That's what he's talking about in John chapter 3. That's the illustration he uses. It's just as real. The stretching belly. Oh, the focused breathing. The tears streaming down her face. The onslaught of contractions. The scream from the delivery room. The desperate pushing. And of course, the great joy that follows all of that wonderful stuff. Oh, all of that, Brandy's looking forward to again. All of that, all of that is a, is a picture. It's an illustration of this spiritual reality in the heavenlies. That God gives birth to us. And that new life, that new birth is just as real as the day that you came out of your mother's womb. Regeneration is the secret act of God in which He gives us, He imparts to us, new spiritual life. Regeneration is a transition from, from spiritual darkness to spiritual light. And uh, conscious, uh, intentional, active faith in Jesus Christ is a result of regeneration. God brings the, the dead soul of that heart or woman that, that heart of man or heart of woman, He opens our hearts to believe and then He effectively calls us to Himself and with the gift that He gives us, we're able to repent and believe in Jesus and we're born again. Praise be to God. In Japan, they practice the art of restoring broken pottery with gold. It's called kintsukuri. It's the art of restoring bro broken pottery with gold so that the fractures are literally illuminated. It, it's kind of a physical expression of it, the spirit of this pottery. As a philosophy, kintsukuri celebrates imperfection as an integral part of the story, not something to be disguised or disregarded. They, in fact, they, they embrace the imperfections. They embrace the blemishes. The artists believe that when something has suffered damage and has a history, it's more valuable than the original. Pretty interesting concept, huh? Because we as human beings have been damaged and broken by sin. Our lives have been shattered by the effect of sin in our lives and the lives of others around us. But Jesus has put us back together with something that is far more precious than gold. He redeemed us by His own blood. He paid the price for us. He's not afraid of our imperfections. 
He's not afraid of our blemishes. In fact, they make us more valuable to Him and more usable in the work of the kingdom. By God's grace, we've been saved through faith. And regeneration is the secret act of God in which He imparts new spiritual life to us. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you again today for this wonderful and mysterious way in which you work to bring men and women like us to spiritual life. Father, you being rich in mercy because of the great love with which you loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, you made us alive together with Christ. By grace, we've been saved. We praise you for that. Lord, you raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly places. And we give thanks to you for all of this. In Jesus' name, amen.